0: Welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn. (laughs) I'm here. And my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn, who is currently filming me. What's up, guys? Um, So as always, we got a chance to call our grandfather down in Florida. He is, um, as always, he has some hot takes on the game, so we'll uh, throw it over to him.
1: Hello.
2: Hey, Grandpa, it's Matthew.
1: Hello, Matthew. How Hi. you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you? Did I catch you sleeping?
1: No, no. I'm just reading. I'm waiting for the game to come in.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, how did you feel about you the Browns game?
1: Well, I tell you what, there was some, there was some lousy officiating. I mean, on the end of the, the end of the third quarter, there was a. Uh, or the Campbell or something was called for pass interference in the end zone, and the ball was almost thrown into the stand. It was so high, you know. And then there was another one in the other end zone that they called pass interference, and there were some flagrant calls that I, I think they, they these referees must have been in the other the other camp. I'm telling you, I've never saw such a, officiating. The, that, the Browns couldn't get out of their own way. Every time they moved, there was a damn damn penalty flag, you know. Yeah, maybe
2: the refs were a little jet lagged still coming over from
1: from the States. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well that's uh you know, they left on Thursday, but it takes and they probably took a red eye coming home probably, you know, so they were probably screwed up until Tuesday.
2: <laughs> what do you think about Kaiser? We finally finally stuck with him. You think he's you think he's improving, or is he still crap?
1: I don't know. I was looking on the internet here, and some of the I was looking at some of the of, uh, the first and second round picks in the last draft, and and they gave they gave the the, the draft of, of Kaiser an A. You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, there's 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 something missing. I know his offensive line isn't that damn good, but he holds the ball too damn long. Uh, the, the only thing about it, he didn't throw any interceptions on Sunday, but other than that, he was off target a lot of times, and he's—I I don't know how long they can stick with the guy. Uh, you know, you—you you, you took a—you know, you take a guy like Carson Wentz who wasn't good enough for the Browns. They didn't draft him. He's going lights out. He's—he's all—he's—he's doing, doing going crazy, you know, and uh, you have to wonder uh, how the Browns drafting has been. It, so far it seems to be for shit. I don't know. There's something wrong with these with these lawyers that are running the Browns. Hey, front hey, 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 hey. You you be kind <laughs> to the lawyers. <laughs> well they are. But <laughs> I don't they're not football guys. That, that's, the most,
2: that's the most offensive thing you've ever said to me, Grandpa.
1: <laughs> no offense, my man. <laughs> Well, you know what? What they need to do is they need to get – they need to get – uh, maybe they ought to get uh, Kuiper or something to help him with their draft or something. He seems, to, he seems to know everything about everything, you know. Uh, I don't know. They they got to get somebody on there to, to help him with their drafting because they sure as hell are doing a shitty job. So I, th-
2: I think what everybody is talking about now and wants to know is – do you still believe that Hugh Jackson should be our head coach or do you want us to at the end of the season move on and bring in a new guy?
1: Well, I I think it's I think it's going it, to uh, the end of the rest of the season is going to prove itself. Either you know, he stuck his head out for this Kaiser because he he, he he went over a lot of heads, uh, a lot of draft picks and picked this guy. Uh but uh I I I don't know if if he, if he doesn't win any games between now and the end of the season, I'd say that there's a definite problem. I mean, you can't be one in one and 23. I mean, you, you somehow, you know, you, you, you got to win a game, you know, and, and they got this, this they got this uh, kicker Gonzalez. I sake! he, he, the an extra point. He misses the ball. He misses it. Then he misses the field goal. You know, How long are you going to stick with a guy that the guy could kick like that, probably? If they wanted somebody that could miss field goals, I could get the job. (laughs) How are you doing down there in Florida? What's going on? Sneezing. Sneezing? It's a goddamn cold. It's down in the 40s in the morning here. (laughs) Man. I'm not used to this.
0: It
2: wasn't well, that.
1: Guess, well. I've come here for Thanksgiving. I'm to have to bring a parka with me, I think.
0: <laughs> Whenever you're up here in Nashville, I'm going to be up in Connecticut for Thanksgiving, so that's really going to be cold.
1: Oh, well, gee. Lucky you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have to. Is that I'll, where your girlfriend lives? That's where my girlfriend lives. I'm going to have to borrow your parka if you don't mind. <laughs> Connecticut? How, how the hell did you meet her if she's from Connecticut? She goes to my school,
1: she goes to Belmont. Oh. You have to send me a picture.
0: Oh, I will. I'll do that right now, Grandpa. Does your cell phone receive pictures? The what? Your cell phone. What type of cell phone you got there?
1: I got a flip phone. Don't, no, don't no, have no, to no, do anything can, with the phone. You can email. email yeah, all, right. I do is, all I do is answer it when it rings. All right, your iPad. That's it.
0: There we go. I'll, uh, I'll send you a picture of my girlfriend, Grandpa.
1: Okay. I'll put it in my room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Speaking of girlfriends, where's your girlfriend tonight? Home. Home? Yeah. You didn't yeah. take her out on a Tuesday night or a Monday night?
1: Nah. I uh I had my uh class today and then there was the all afternoon at the eye doctor and uh we're going they we're going to a her a dance dance class tomorrow night at six o'clock or uh so that's I'll see her then
0: all right how was how was dancing the other week grandpa you were at that dance did you get boogie with it
1: uh the dance well, yeah it was a it uh, make a long story short it was, a, it, was a, it was a the villages swing band and by god they, they was about 20 20 pieces there and they had a couple they had a couple gals that, had, that sang and i was very impressed
0: what sort of age range were these singing gals
1: well, were these were They were younger. They are about 60.
2: All right, Grandpa. Well, enjoy. Okay,
1: guys. Thanks for calling. No, you bye got bye.
2: it. Enjoy not having to watch the Browns this week. Cause
0: we're on a bye. So,
2: it's a yeah, good week. Yeah,
1: get a bye week. <laughs> okay. So long. All bye, right, grandpa.
0: grandpa. All- <laughs> always entertaining um, from Grandpa. So, Actually, I, I would love to sit and dwell on the all the things and talk high and low about what grandpa said, but there is a new update from Adam Schefter just reported that the 49ers traded their second round pick to the Patriots for Jimmy Garoppolo straight up.
3: I'm so pissed. I can't even tell you how angry this makes me. I think I'm I was on edge... Already, because everyone's been giving us such a hard time about passing on Carson Wentz, passing on Deshaun Watson, and I'm finally like getting irked by all of that. I'm like at my tipping point, and then I find out the one guy that we were jockeying for all off season, throwing all kinds of options at the Patriots for, goes to the 49ers for just a second round pick. For something we I feel like the Browns would have done that in a heartbeat. How in the world did that conversation not? was that conversation not had and if it was how did we not bite at it i have I, there are so many thoughts going on in my head but i'm just angry i'm mad we don't have a quarterback other people figured out easy why is it so hard for us i do not understand i'm i'm pissed
2: i wonder if the browns didn't want to make this deal like like is there a chance that like jimmy up Grapp- like both teams were in for him and jimmy Garoppolo decided he didn't want to come to the browns
3: Okay, if you're the Patriots, aren't you going to go with whoever you think going to have the better draft pick? Why wouldn't you go with the Browns? I don't understand. Who well, well, like sort of like, Garoppolo thinks. Well, but
2: maybe. But, like, maybe that was part of their deal when he, like, re-signed this offseason or wasn't traded and was just kind of being a good soldier that they no. decided, like, they, they said, like, we'll, we'll let you know and we'll, like, keep you a part Bill of the conversation.
3: Belichick, Bill Belichick does not have a soul. He didn't give a crap about Jimmy Garoppolo when he's not on his team. Does not care. So my thing is, like, how many sec- – we have three second-round picks this year. How many of the second-round picks would you have given up for Jimmy Garoppolo? At least two. I feel the may, same way. May, I maybe probably all wouldn't have even been mad if it was all three. Yeah. And they got him for one.
0: Really? You wouldn't be mad if we gave away all three picks for Jimmy Garoppolo? All no. three second-round picks.
3: All, no, we still would have two first-round picks. Yeah, but I just and don't see – a quarterback see... that we're building around.
0: Okay so Jimmy Garoppolo's done well in isolation when he's played at New England I just I don't think I don't think the value is there to give away three second round picks for a guy that has had a few good games it's like it's exactly like a Brock Osweiler situation for what the Texans did when they signed Brock Osweiler down in in Houston like I just don't know that like it's better to take the chance and draft three different players and have like a 30% chance that one of them is going to be a starter than give away that's like three second round picks. That's statistically probably one starter.
3: Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo starting your first game next year or any of these rookies that are coming out in this draft? I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo, but would I rather? Right. would I rather
0: have one of these rookies and then three other pieces that we picked up in the second round? Jimmy Garoppolo still is on the last year of his rookie deal now. If he
2: starts next year for us, we're paying him big time, big boy quarterback money. Right. I think if the front office knew about this trade and chose to pass, it was because they said, we don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. We don't feel confident in the sample size we have. I don't want to pay him $22 million a year for five years to be our starting quarterback. I feel better about taking the number one pick and drafting a quarterback, having him on his rookie deal where we can fill out the roster around him and get the best talent instead of investing all of that money in a quarterback. I know we have a ton of cap space, but that's still like it's yeah, but still it's the turned, right decision.
3: It, now what I if am it, if it turns into a Brock Osweiler situation you're saying you're in deep crap. Yeah. yeah, you're screwed right. and you're set back I, I another 3 you. or
0: 4 years. You you don't I, you don't sell out for anyone. That's what this that's what this front office is doing. Is they're not selling out for anyone. They're taking a long-term approach. Over time they're going to continually make the right decisions and eventually when you do that over a long enough period of time, you'll eventually have a good team. If you continually make the right decisions.
3: I really want to know what's going on behind the scenes with this particular trade because to me it doesn't make any sense. The yeah, Browns well, should have well, jumped.
0: We, we should have definitely given them our first second round pick. Like I, I want to get that straight. Like I would have definitely done that exact same trade. Like I would love to have Jimmy Garoppolo throw it in the mix, see if he has what it takes, see if he's the answer, and then give him a few more other late round picks. Like you would think that the that we would have matched that and then give him a fourth and a fifth. Like, you, the Patriots would definitely take that, right? For
2: for that reason alone is why I think that it might be more about the idea of
0: re-signing him and the cap space. Yeah, the and front that, office isn't interested. Even if he plays super well, we don't want to pay.
2: Well, I mean, if he plays great, you're good with it. Like, if he plays like a starting quarterback in the NFL should, a top 15, top 10 starting quarterback, you're happy to pay him. But if he's not, you don't want to. Give up an asset to then invest highly in a quarterback that you don't really know what you're getting.
0: But I think you take that risk and see how he plays and make that decision, right?
2: So the Browns are getting freaking toasted right now for passing on um, Watson and Wentz. If they traded for Garoppolo and then didn't re-sign him, they would get murdered.
0: Well, do I, don't you, do, do I don't think, think that they care. I don't think they care
2: about the like press coverage. Sure, but I don't like, think they do either. I do But like, imagine, imagine, Imagine the narrative. No. You pass on Wentz, you pass on Watson, and then you draft Drake for Garoppolo, a second-round pick, and then decide, you know what, he's not worth the $22 This million is actually really good. Really go. right. They would get so, murdered.
3: So he's on the 49ers now. Everyone assumed Kirk Cousins was going to the 49ers. Now Kirk Cousins doesn't have an assumed destination. Is that something we're interested in?
2: I don't think he's going back to Washington.
3: No, absolutely not. He hates them. Um There's been so much
0: animosity between them in the front office like
3: So, but like is it worth spending upwards of the high 20s per year for Kirk Cousins as our quarterback? Does that make sense?
0: I mean, what's the what are the chances of signing him to like a 1 to 2 year deal? None. Very slim. He just won't
3: take There's it? There's
2: a zero, zero percent. The way that he's played his contract situation thus far, he's played it to set himself up for this one large five-year $200 million. Yep. He'll be the highest quarterback. It'll be $150 million over five years, and he'll yeah, have it'll a exceed great ton contract. of guaranteed money. Um, I,
0: well, I don't want to do that. So,
2: So I would be okay with this. If they decide they wanted to do it, one because we have the cap space, and two because you know what Kirk Cousins is. Like, there's tons of tape on him. You've seen him. Like, I don't love Kirk Cousins. I, I, if I was Kirk Cousins, I'd go to the Jaguars. But yeah. What if Garoppolo? What if Garoppolo sucks?
0: I hope so. I hope so too. I mean, it's so so like the Patriots. It's so like the Patriots to just create this huge narrative. Around Jimmy Garoppolo and hype him up and say that he's the best thing ever and ask for a king's ransom and then him actually be complete crap and they actually got a second round pick for nothing. They just artificially created value. I mean, so, like, I mean, Brissett, like, look, Matt, was Matt
2: Castle, yeah, like Matt was, Castle was good when he was with the Patriots and then wasn't good once he left. Brissett, yeah.
0: Brissett's been all right.
2: I think Brissett has been what he's been with the Patriots and with the with yeah. the, the Colts. He's only in his second year. But He's like, doing fine. But, like, he looked like a decent player for the Patriots, somebody that, like, if you needed to play him, like, it wasn't an yeah. embarrassment. Yeah. The Patriots right. just do an amazing job. And so let's let's talk I about this Tom at Brady the end of the blows season. blows his knee out, and
3: then they're effed, because they don't have another quarterback on their roster right now. Who's their backup? They don't have one. Literally. They only had two on their roster, not even anybody on the practice squad. They have to go get a backup. <laughs> Tom Brady's – so old
2: do you think they want a kevin hogan
3: (laughs) i i actually was wondering about this
2: for kevin hogan
3: i was they're gonna
2: take somebody like maybe a cody kessler or a kevin hogan or a deshaun kaiser what would you
0: trade kaiser for
3: Oh, that's a good question. Like, do you want Kaiser as your backup in the future, or would you rather just hold on to, like, Kessler and Hogan?
0: I'd rather have Kessler as our backup than Kaiser. All
2: right, if, if the Patriots called and said, hey, we're interested in Deshaun Kaiser, we drafted him as a second-rounder, what are you willing to, like, let him go for at this point?
3: Probably a fourth.
2: That's kind of where I'm thinking. A fourth or a fifth.
3: But, I And I, don't know. And I wouldn't
2: feel terrible about it. Like, you we rolled the dice, and I feel like you... You know enough to know that he's – I mean, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Like, his ceiling is lower than he that. He cannot
3: read the freaking field. Oh, my goodness. This is probably a good segue. We should probably just and transition he, he, to this. And he can't make game. an accurate throw,
2: like, consistently enough. Where I, I know that he's not going to be, like, an all-world player. Like, he might be a, a fine starting quarterback in the NFL, yeah. but he's not – I'm he, not going to look back and be like, oh, my God, we traded the best player of all time.
3: No. Yeah. yeah. And this is honestly the best start to talk about the game, actually. Uh, this is probably the best start we've seen from Kaiser. He didn't turn the ball over and was pretty decent throughout. I mean, I think they set him up to succeed. But to your point, he missed open throws and was unable to read the field so many different times.
0: He's consistently inconsistent.
3: The thing that's frustrating to me about Kaiser is the things that he actually does really well, like move around the pocket and like navigate um, the rush. Are things that most young quarterbacks cannot get right for multiple yeah. years, and so like it looks so promising because he can do all of those things, but then he can't actually deliver the ball where it needs to go.
2: Have there ever been two quarterbacks different than Kaiser and Kessler? Like more different? Yeah, no. Their yeah. their strengths are the other one's weakness, and their weakness yep. is the other one's strength. If it's we amazing. Combine
0: them, we would have a perfect NFL quarterback. If I know Kaiser's so them, big. Oh. So big, got great arm strength. Can toss the ball downfield. Ridiculously inaccurate. Kessler yeah. so ridiculously accurate. Just can't throw it past twenty just yards. Craps his pants and, if he has to throw and, it further
2: than twenty yards.
0: And have to sit in the pocket for more than a second. He can't. He can't av- avoid their- pressure at all. So so Deshaun Kaiser went eighteen for thirty four for one hundred and seventy nine yards. He did take three sacks, um, and the, it. We only had so, 179 yards on 34 passing attempts. It wasn't it wasn't a monumental uh, effort, but our entire offense looked good throughout the entire entire game. I mean, we scored, three quarters of the game, quarters, and yeah. then
3: the fourth quarter sucked balls.
0: Yeah, we couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter, and then our defense completely crumbled in
3: the fourth quarter because they were just exhausted. And um, it wasn't really the defense, though. It was more the offense. Not moving the, the ball so, at all,
0: going three and In out. the
3: fourth quarter, we had three possessions, three chances to go down and score. We were down by two scores at that point. We needed to score. And we we got the ball the first time with nine minutes to go, just needed to go down and put a touchdown on the board, and we didn't run the ball. Nothing. It was a three and out. Same exact thing. We got the ball back. We stopped them, had them punt to us. We got the ball back with seven minutes to go, another three and out. We threw the ball every single time. All three of Deshaun Kaiser's sacks were in the fourth quarter. Our offense was moving when we had a balanced attack, and then we went completely away from it whenever we like needed to score, and it all went to crap.
0: Also, again, in this game, I feel like Duke Johnson still looked better than Isaiah Crowell. Crow had that fumble. Oh, I mean Duke Johnson's just more talented than Isaiah Crowe. Crow yeah, that's a given. You don't even have to bring that up again. Of course, Crowe had a couple good runs. Good. We're gonna ho- Crow had more yards than Duke Johnson did. But yeah, Duke Johnson but still he looked had, better.
2: Early in the game, he got he hit some open holes and 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 went. He also had more attempts. So, um, yeah, but I, I feel like this was a, like I watched this game and I didn't like hate myself afterwards. we, the Vikings are a really good team. That defense is insane. They, like, kill people. Um, And we played with the Vikings for three quarters. Like, I'm not advocating for a moral victory, but that's more than I can come away with from some of the previous games.
3: We easily could have won this game. There's no doubt about it. At halftime, I was...
2: As a toss up. We right? were, winning, we were winning.
3: Yeah. We were winning and we got the ball first in the second half. <laughs> and guess what we did Turned it over. Fumbled it on the yep. very first play from scrimmage. Yeah, but
0: then right after that, so then they went down and they what? They got a field goal? Was it right after that? And then or and then they kicked it off and then we had that huge kickoff return. Um Matthew Days. By Matthew Days, which was awesome. One of the mm, most yep. explosive plays we've had the mm-hmm. entire season. And then nothing. No. Was that when we missed the field goal? Was that
3: we was when we missed, missed the field, field goal. goal. Yeah. Okay. So that was honestly like the first blow that we took. Right? So like things were going pretty well. We got that early. I oh, know. Um, the, tre- the Tregs
2: fumble was kind of crippling
0: early on. But Because when when so, you get a turnover and then you immediately turn the ball over like right after that, it's just, it nullifies it.
3: No. That's how so, they got their field goal. My take is that it completely went downhill after we missed that field goal cuz Crowell had fumbled the ball early in the second half they scored then we like got a blow right back on them with that big kickoff return then it feels like we're going to get the momentum back and it's like ah we didn't get a touchdown but hey we'll get a field goal and we'll jump back on top it was a
0: short field goal What was and it 30 yanked it wide to the left Andy missed an extra point during this game that's that's bad
3: so Matthew you're kind of silent you're the you've been the uh, the big Zane Gonzalez disciple how you feel
2: I mean I feel fine (laughs) the thing is (laughs) so here's the thing about like NFL kickers I feel like everybody comes in and we have this expectation of perfection and 100% They, they miss like they do and every time they do it's so like crushingly disappointing but it's the reality and everybody does so I'm not gonna get hung up on on one miss early in the season i was i was much more disappointed in zane gonzalez the fact that he missed three out of his first five and even then i wasn't that worried because it was a sample size like such a small sample size but i think zane is fine i think he's figuring it out i i like that we stuck with him because let's be honest the options aren't that great you saw the cowboys sign mike Nugent, and he first attempt missed the field goal um it's so, a 33-yard so field goal that he just yanked. You have to make a
3: 33-yard field goal. Uh,
2: I don't know what the the averages are. I would I would expect they're about 90 percent from from 33 yards, maybe maybe a little higher. But the fact is there there is a leeway for a miss. Like it
3: happens. All right. So I do think there were it some does positive make me things. angry though. pisses um, me there were definitely some positive things. I was actually quite impressed with Spencer Drango on the left side. He did great. He like We were very scared going into this last week, and he was quite good.
2: He was the best version of himself that we could hope for. I, yeah. I, th- I think he did as good a job as any, and I'm like super positive going forward. I think we also, for the first time ever this season, put together a game plan that fit the pieces that we had. And for some reason... This week, the offensive coaching staff decided that losing Joe Thomas was the last straw, and we were actually going to go to quick passes, easy passes for Kaiser
0: to complete. I I yeah, wish doing, we had done this earlier the last in the season. Weeks. weeks. I mean, we didn't do it at the beginning of the season, but that's been where we've gone. But this
2: entire first half, you saw Kaiser like it. It'd be a short pass or a quick read or yep. a a screen pass, which we, Until the we end weren't of the really half. seeing. Yep. And I don't know why it took losing Joe Thomas to decide that was a good idea. Like, maybe it would have worked even better if we had Joe
3: Thomas. Um. So, so Spencer Drango was great. I does he gets as many props as we can give him to be honest for he his gets, first start at left tackle that defense. If
2: there is a game ball for the losing team.
3: Did you guys read that Joe Thomas article? He wrote an article for Monday Morning no Quarterback. No, I yeah. haven't read it yet. I started. I
2: got it's like halfway awesome. through. It's awesome. So got distracted.
3: you got to read it just because it's Joe and he's like a cool the dude. The best. Um. Anyways, but he was talking about how he, like, was talking with Spencer throughout the week, like, trying to coach him up. And he was like, this defense is good. If you get beat, don't abandon your process. You are gonna, you need to do the same thing every single time. Trust your yeah. preparation. If he beats you with one move, don't try to do anything different. Keep your head down. And clearly uh, it worked at least a little bit. Not that it, all, all the credit goes to Joe, but I, I was – quite impressed
2: no but a ton of that does i mean that that's like good advice for life right
3: don't overreact to to the one and let's that's what all browns fans should hear right now trust the process that's right and, that's what matthew's and doing with zane gonzalez yeah like, that's what i was about
0: to say that's what matthew's doing maybe to a fault with zane gonzalez just
2: because something goes wrong don't overreact um but that that's great i i love that joe is as invested as he is um in this team and i mean look he's not threatened by Spencer Drango he's he's not no, worried about his literally, job literally no back.
0: one no one is threatened
3: by Spencer Drango except for like a a pedestrian on the street good what do you think about the defense today i thought they played all right and then just kind of the wheels fell off i've got my opinion i think honestly they played great and then the offense went to crap and they were just forced on the field and with all of the injuries that we had like Ogan Joby out McCordy out Peppers out they were a little thin, and we just couldn't withstand it down the stretch. That's, that's kind of what I saw. They had three quarters in them, and they, they couldn't bring it home.
2: Yeah, they seemed to get a, get a little worn down, and I don't know if any of that is traveling. I mean, the other team had to travel too. Um, but part of me just kind of felt like the penalties that were getting called against us were like penalties that were drawn by Minnesota because they're aggressive. Like they're throwing down the field yep. into one-on-ones and like, that's kind of what happens when you throw into one-on-one coverage down the field. Like you get past interference calls. And for most of them, I don't, I don't blame our individual players for like the mistake or like touching the <laughs> defender. Like that's an impossible situation that you're, that you're in. It's just, we don't, Put our offense in that situation oftentimes, and you see teams that do. Um, the Vikings did it against us. You see Baltimore do it all the time throwing the ball downfield into one on one coverage um, yep. and, and getting the benefit of the pass interference.
3: So, my thing on all these pass interference plays is they came late in all of these plays, and it was so frustrating that we weren't able to generate pressure. On case keenum like he was able to just move around and take his time and then find somebody and chuck it up to in that one-on-one coverage
0: well at the beginning of that happened
3: over and over and over again and so i really feel like we miss miles garrett like if miles garrett had been in this game i really think that it would have been a different outcome because some of those third and long situations and some of these plays wherever he drew pass interference penalties on us i don't think they happen
0: yeah like we like you were saying though at the beginning of the game uh Carl Nassib was having a pretty good game. He got some pressure. He got a sack. He got a tip ball. Um, but, I mean, a tip ball is because you didn't get enough pressure and they got the ball off and you were too far back and you end up jumping up and tipping it. But, like always, the tight ends hurt us. Um, Kyle Rudolph, like, basically Landry from Friday Night Lights, um, got a touchdown there at the in the back <laughs> of the end zone. Has he murdered anybody yet? With a shovel? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so he got a touchdown in the back of the end zone and then there was that um I saw some.
2: speaking of that sorry I saw yeah, somebody say that um Sam Darnold looks exactly like Landry
0: from Friday Night Lights too which is pretty great <laughs> that's great He's a little bit good, fatter actually. a little bit fatter in the face Landry
3: yeah so after the game I, I'm sure you guys saw it Hugh Jackson was quoted in the press conference saying basically where we are right now this team has to play and make absolutely zero mistakes in order to win we understand that, we all recognize it, and we're just not able to do it yet as a team. Like, if you're admitting that you're is that like a slight at the front office? Like what do you think he's getting at by saying that? Like I'm I'm I don't dispute it. I think he's pretty much right. But what is he getting at?
0: I mean, that's the I think that's the only way you can take that.
2: I mean, I mean, it's but also, I, like a, but I think it's a dig at the players too. Like saying the players aren't good enough, and maybe you can say they're rookies and write it off and say that that's not their fault that they're rookies. But
0: it's, I mean, it's so, anything but a dig at uh, him, and he's saying it's impossible to make zero mistakes, and it's not my fault that we're not losing.
2: He's getting dangerously close to like a grumpy Jim McElwain for my own comfort.
3: Which, which yes, which, oh, which, I know. Th- no, he's making public comments that seemingly like he's trying to get fired. It's killing
0: me. The thing that pisses me off is it's the exact opposite of what he was saying at the beginning of this season and last season where he said, you know, he was constantly saying, we just have to get better. We just have to get better. This is my fault. We just have to get better. Right. Like he was constantly taking the blame. And now it seems like maybe he's lost some of that confidence and he's trying to defer the blame.
3: So Mike Lombardi um, has been commenting on Hugh Jackson's comments after the game. Another thing he's been saying over and over again is that he feels full support from Jimmy and D. Haslam.
2: But not the and Lombardi, office.
3: and Lombardi thinks that it's like a brilliant move because it's pushing, it's pushing um, all of the blame on Jimmy and D. Haslam if they end up firing him, because it looks like he feels the full support, and if they would end up firing him, they're going back on their word from exactly what they said all along. So I don't know whether that's true or not.
2: I don't I don't trust Mike Lombardi as far as I could throw him. Like, <laughs> Me either.
3: He's he's bitter about the Browns. I
0: don't trust Hugh Jackson to be that smart to be able to be able to manipulate that situation. <laughs> yeah. If he from, can manipulate from his play a... calling on the field, you'd think he manipulate the game to our favor yeah. if he could think yeah. through that.
3: <laughs> I'm of the belief that the Browns are the first game the Browns win is probably gonna be the first game that we're on the positive end of the turnover. Turnover or the, battle. Or the
0: first game of next
3: season. <laughs>
2: the, or the, the first game that Hugh Jackson's not coaching?
3: Maybe. Are you that bitter towards Hugh Jackson at this point?
2: That's I'm it. I'm getting there. So I I would have been the person coming in the season and you can look back at the podcast and listen to him, but who would have said, No matter what, I just want to keep everything together. Yeah. I think where I'm Same. at where I'm at now is I want to keep the Our front, front office, office together. If we're drafted, here's part of the reason. Like I'm partially upset with Hugh Jackson, but I'm partially thinking if we draft a quarterback, I would rather just go ahead and bring in a new coaching staff and let that quarterback start fresh with a new coaching staff. If you're not convinced that Hugh Jackson's the guy, do not draft a quarterback and keep Hugh Jackson for a year and then fire Hugh Jackson after a year and then put your second-year quarterback in a new system, go ahead and get rid of Hugh Jackson. He doesn't matter at all. Like, if you're going to spend the first overall pick on a quarterback, that is your focus. Find somebody who you can stick with for the four years of their rookie deal and let them develop and and go there. Like, if if that's the reason we fire Hugh Jackson, because we're not convinced we want to keep him after next year, that's fine with me. I'd rather err on the side of caution with that and just bring in a new person.
0: Yeah, I will say, like, that... I'm, I'm starting to do the exact same thing that you're doing and starting to think that I am open to the idea of getting a new a new uh, head coach. But who would that be? Because I certainly don't want no to bring another Mike. I no I don't want to bring another Mike Pettin in here and have, or I certainly don't want another. Pettin was better than Schumer. Yeah, I don't want another Pat Shurmur. 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 Shurmur, Schumer. 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 Chuck
2: Schumer. I'm thinking about
0: politics. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't want another Schumer in here. I don't want another Pettin in here. Um, I take a Chudzinski. I would take a Chud. Give me a what Chud. What about Chud? You think you think Chud would come back? Bring Chud on home. <laughs> we want the Chud. Let me say, round three. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, round
0: three. I just, uh, I just, I, I, I think we're certainly drafting a quarterback, number one overall. Right. So here's like at, at this point where we stand right now. That's what we're doing. We didn't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. We. We're clearly going for another quarterback. Kaiser's not the answer. We can see it already. We don't need the Here's rest what of these I will games. Say.
3: Here's what I will say, and we alluded to it earlier. Hugh Jackson had them prepared for this game much better than I think any of us expected. And they looked like the team we saw on the field last year where they were clearly overmatched, but they were prepared and there was a good game plan in place. If we continue to see that through the end of the season, I don't whether we win a few games or don't, I think that he'll be our coach. Yeah. And I'll and I'll be comfortable with that. Yeah, I'm Hugh with um, it.
2: Hugh can the way that he coaches the next eight games, he can certainly change my mind as as far as I me mean, I just want to know that the front office is comfortable with Hugh Jackson being our coach for multiple years in the future if yep. we're gonna be drafting a first round quarterback. And I he agree. he can prove that to me. Like I really don't put the record on him so much. I put some of these games this season on him, but that's fine. Um let's we can leave it at that. But right. I
0: also, I also will say, I'll give him some grace in that I, I think that he has made some mistakes. But I don't disagree with him in that I think our team has played just about perfect to win a game. Um, so anyway, let's just move on. You guys watch the divisional games, um, Matthew. Which one did you watch this week?
2: Yeah, I watched the Ravens by the Dolphins. Okay, tell us a little Thursday bit about that.
0: that. That's brutal. Bad game. All right. So now so, you're
3: eating crow oh, yeah, yeah. by talking so about the game. I have to, I
0: have
2: to eat have
3: some any,
0: crow. Do you have any quotes about what you said last week? Um, I believe I. Predicted
2: the Ravens would only score three points in this game. How many entirety? did they score? Uh, 40. About
0: 37 off, huh? Uh,
2: really close. I mean, <laughs> it's a sample size issue. <laughs> <I think>. um,
0: <laughs> How many times has Matthew said it's a sample size issue on this podcast? <laughs> when in doubt, blame it on the sample size. Because <laughs> you, you can never be proved wrong in the yeah. moment. Like, uh,
2: when you, your first marriage doesn't work out, blame, blame it on the, on the sample size. size. I'm a great
0: guy. It's <laughs> just I haven't had enough marriages to prove that I'm likable for a lifetime. Exactly. <laughs>
2: first job doesn't work out sample size issue it's it's not me it's just a sample size
0: Um, zane gonzalez sucks sample sample size issue i stood behind him
2: exactly oh my so this ravens game so i i definitely do have to eat some crow i I predicted the Dolphins score correctly which i feel like i need to get credit for um i predicted three to zero they had zero um Ravens scored 40 points. <laughs> That's hardly the same. The, the story of this game was the Ravens ran the ball really well in this game. And I haven't watched enough of the Dolphins this year to know if that was because the Dolphins' defense is terrible or if the Ravens figured something out. They were running a lot of um, uneven offensive line sets where they would bring the left tackle over to the right side and just run behind power. Um, and Alex Collins had a day um, – I believe he had um, 113 yards rushing on 18 carries. Ravens also lost Joe Flacco in this game. took a took a nasty shot from yeah. Kiko Alonso, which will be interesting going forward because they only completed 13 passes in this game. Joe Flacco completed 10 of them. Ryan Mallett only three of them in the second half. Oh yikes! So they That will be interesting. They were winning, at least twenty to nothing for that whole time. Uh, but going forward, it'll be interesting to see how their offense works. Ryan Mallett didn't look good. He did throw a touchdown, but it was only um, completing that that drive after Flacco went out and only had ten yards to go. Uh, the scoreline is slightly deceiving. The Ravens scored um, twenty points in the fourth quarter, and the longest drive they had was 38 yards. In the fourth quarter, there was two defensive touchdowns that were pick sixes by the Ravens defense that Matt Moore just like gifted it to them. Um, So the Ravens thoroughly handled this game, but it wasn't quite the 40 to nothing debacle that the scoreline maybe suggested. Yeah.
3: So I actually got to watch, yeah, I got to watch the (sighs) Bengals and Colts. Um, It really wasn't that much of a gift. Both of these teams are pretty terrible. Um, they I mean, they both only had two wins coming in this game and they were honestly quite evenly matched. It was pretty interesting to see it was two offenses that don't have very good offensive lines. So both quarterbacks were under pressure the whole day. Neither offense could really move the ball. It was kind of painful to watch. So they trudged through most of this game. There's like two plays I really want to highlight. Um, Bill laser drew up this really like interesting misdirection play and ended up throwing a little screen pass to Joe Mixon, who went for like 70 yards and was just like off to the races. And the corner, I think it was actually Pierre Desir, was like trying to chase him down and was keeping even with him. And as you're watching it on TV, it was like, you know, they're chasing him down. You think you might get him before the end zone. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this player comes flying in at the top. And I was like, holy crap, who is that? And I went back to replay it. It was Barquevius Mingo. Just <laughs> flying. That's amazing. Flying. No one ever said and he I was like, wasn't fast. He oh. was like in his element, in the open field, like a gazelle, just like chasing him down. That's it was awesome. unbelievable. When, uh, when he
2: was at LSU, they always said he could play played every defensive position on the field. Like free I, safety to defensive
3: tackle. I absolutely believe it. In college, um, yeah. So, anyways, you guys missed that. If you get to see that replay, seriously, <laughs> he, like, comes out of nowhere into the screen and just – it looks like he's running twice as fast as everybody else. It's hilarious. I love it. Uh, um, the Colts actually were up and in position to win this game, and Carlos Dunlap just kind of stole it from him. I don't know if you guys saw this replay, but he owned, owned the offensive tackle, blocked a pass – and then caught the pass and ran it back for a touchdown, like 20 yards. And that put them up for good because both of these offenses suck. And the Bengals won 24-23.
0: Nice. Okay. So I watched the Steelers and Lions game. I actually caught a good bit of this um, live, but I went back and rewatched it. And basically, both of these offenses were driving up and down the field. Um, Basically, Big Ben is has certainly lost a step. I mean, he still went for 317 yards and a touchdown. He had one interception, but the weapons that he has is just unmatched. I mean, Juju Smith Schuster had 193 yards and a touchdown. Of course, one of those was a, was like a 97 yard, um, touchdown pass in the third quarter. Um, so the Steelers had two touchdowns and two field goals and they held the lions to five field goals throughout the entire game. Um, basically this game just seemed like a giant um, goal line stand by the Steelers defense. That's pretty much how the entire game went. Um, Detroit never got in the end zone and um, the entire fourth quarter, there wasn't one score. It was pretty boring. It was a snooze fest, but um, both offenses moved the ball pretty well. The Steelers just held strong whenever it really mattered. Um, Le'Veon Bell had about 70 something yards and a touchdown didn't blow up but got a touchdown. And uh, the story of the game was just Pittsburgh didn't play that well, but their offensive weapons exploded in burst and got those two touchdowns and uh, ended up being the difference in the game. Um, honestly, the Lions looked better than them throughout, but the Steelers just showed up right when they needed to at the goal line stance. They had two turnover the Lions had two turnover on downs and um within the in the red zone yeah in the red zone like yeah. within the five yard line and they just couldn't they just couldn't pull it out they had a chance to win the game but the Steelers uh showed up when it counted
3: that's brutal it sounds like hugh jackson deciding to go for it on fourth down and just they giving shouldn't. up the game yeah
0: basically if detroit had to kick field goals both of those times they would have won so
2: before we go to picking the lines i've got some more news on that garoppolo trade as a Please part tell of me. as a part of the trade this isn't going to make you feel better but the 49ers decided to release veteran quarterback Brian Hoyer as a part of this trade. So my question is how many people on Brown's Twitter are going to be calling for the Browns to sign Brian Hoyer this week?
3: Uh, no one because the Patriots are going to take Brian Hoyer. Exactly. As their new backup exactly. Quarterback. That's
2: what I was thinking. He's the perfect backup quarterback. He's been in the system, been in the offense. Like, is there any chance that doesn't happen? Yeah, I don't know why that
3: wouldn't happen. Like, He's why wasn't he included
2: in the trade? You would think that even just—oh, I know—because the Patriots don't want to pay a salary. Forty ers picked up a salary. He gets cut. Patriots sign him for the veterans minimum.
3: Yep.
2: Brilliant. That's exactly brilliant right. Thing. So and pathetic. Here's the thing: is that why Garoppolo got traded to the Forty ers and not the Browns if they were it willing to to offer the same second round pick?
3: Yep. That might be it. I mean, if they know they can get Brian Hoyer versus who, whatever crap the Browns could give them, I mean, that's... Right, like, you know, you
2: know these conversations are going on with their agent. Like, if you're Brian Hoyer at this point in your career, like, being Tom Brady's backup is probably the best gig you can get, right?
3: Yeah, the thing that's so interesting to me about this New England trade is I had come to grips with the fact that they just weren't giving up Garoppolo. I had come to grips with the fact that they saw him as their long-term but answer. But it did sense,
2: unless they were going to cut Brady at some point like they can't It did
3: make sense if like you realize that Brady's 40 years old and that Garoppolo has more life to him like the only reason it made sense for them to hang on to him in the off season was if they were going to plan around Garoppolo in the future. And now that they've traded him, that's what's making me so mad.
2: I I think everybody called to... their bluff though up to this point. Like I don't know of any guaranteed offers that they were given cuz I don't I'm not I don't do that, but I am sure sur- we gave a second be, round pick. I would be surprised if they had a better offer. But like a forty nine ers second round pick right now was looking better than just like a general second round pick.
3: But we would have given seasons. heading into the draft last year, we would have given the first pick of the second round.
2: I would think so, but I mean, maybe yes. we didn't.
3: So, anyways, I want to put that to bed. I, it makes yeah. me too mad to keep. All right, let's go. Michael's,
0: Michael's upset.
3: I'm now real upset. This makes stop me making more Michael
0: upset. upset. Michael is upset, and you're making it worse. It's too easy. With all
3: this bad news. good. Uh, this out. is worse news. I'm now losing <laughs> as we pick the lines. Mark but, and his coin.
2: <laughs>
3: Let's that go. Coin is the best,
0: is Mark
2: that the coin wet?
3: is the best thing that's happened to you. Oh, this, Unbelievable. Right, let me
0: tell you, listeners, this Florida 2004 is really doing me right. I see this <laughs> space shuttle flying over. I love that you over. have to look at it every week to figure out what kind of quarter it no, is. No. <laughs> No, I'm actually, I'm trying to describe the space shuttle flying over a, a ship. I guess that's Ponce de Leon. I think there's a manatee on Florida. there, too. No, there's no manatee. It's just, no? uh, there's some orange trees, some palm trees. It's really beautiful. Everyone go out and get your own Florida coin.
3: Um, all right. So, Mark went undefeated with his coin last week. Holy Picked him all right.
0: That's right, I did. Two weeks in a row, I went undefeated with my coin.
3: Uh, no, actually, last week you had a little bit of a loss in there. Oh, did I? You had one loss. All right, well, I'll take but it. But five honestly, for one. In, your <laughs> last nine picks, in your last nine picks, you're eight of nine with the coin. You know what that
0: is? That's a sample size problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sample size problem. <laughs> but it's a great sample size. I should honestly abandon the coin now while I'm so far ahead. Uh,
3: it's doing you right. But I'm I don't not know. going it's to. clearly I better than you trying to make the picks on your own. But anyways, I shouldn't say anything because I am one game behind both of y'all. Um, and this week, we're only going to pick two games because... The Browns are on a bye. The Browns are Yeah, we're going to have a good weekend.
0: This is great news.
3: I can't wait. Yeah. So, anyways, the first game Thursday night, Buffalo is heading to New York to play the Jets. The Bills are favored by three. We have a home dog in the New York Jets. Mark, what do you and the coin have to say?
0: Bills are favored by three. I'm gonna have yep. to go with the Bills. The Bills are gonna pull it out in this game. Um, the coin said so. That's all I have to say. I, I, I didn't. I didn't look at the lines. Mark beforehand. knows nothing
3: about the Bills or the Jets. I and didn't. So we're gonna move on to Matthew. I didn't
0: look at the lines beforehand, and I just you know the coin makes my decisions now. So well, I, I worked today. I I watched the Browns game only before I did this pod, and I didn't see any other games. I Bills. All right. So
2: um, the Bills have three points on the road in New York. I've got to take the Jets for this. I think the Jets are like probably the surprise of the season. I think everybody thought the Jets were going to be near the bottom of the league, rivaling the Browns and the 49ers for the worst team in the league, and they've actually shown out and been pretty decent. Um, their defense is fine. They're scoring enough points. I'm, I'm going to take the Jets uh, plus the points.
3: All right. Um, I don't trust Josh McCown. There's no way I can take the Jets here. Uh, I think you say the Jets are the surprise of the season. I think the Bills are just as much in contention for that after kind of scrubbing their roster even more last week with trading Marcel Darius down here to Jacksonville. Um, I like what Buffalo's doing, Um, and I'm going to go with them, even though they're heading into New York. Here's the thing.
2: How how come Buffalo and New York, to some extent, can scrub their rosters and still win freaking football games? And the Browns have scrubbed the roster, and have been building the roster, and we can't win a freaking game.
3: I know. I know. I feel the same way. It really it looks me. like the Jets were trying to tank it this. Kills and the, me. Jets have the, the Jets have the same freaking awful quarterback that they're doing it with. I know. That's our it's, bad
0: quarterback.
3: <laughs> you don't get to win with him. It's unbelievable. Um, I do think that there is still more um, – I don't know this for a fact, but from my, like, outside – perspective. There's a little bit more of a veteran presence on some of those teams than the Browns have had in that's the last true. two seasons.
2: That's true. The Browns the Browns have mastered um, over the last 10 seasons the the winning four or five games a year with some fans. Yeah, the Browns so.
3: used to do that. And we just scrubbed it all the way down and got and and we're entirely young now and I think that's really what hurts us is we just can't close out the games yep. just like this past week. So anyway, that leads us to Sunday night game which is Oakland visiting the Dolphins and another uh, home dog Oakland is favored by three the coin says
0: the coin says Miami I think they're going to bounce back um, from this like painful painful loss I think that Oakland really the problem with Oakland is that their offensive line is not playing up to their potential this year and with Marshawn Lynch um, suspended right no, uh, for I think this game, game. not for he, this game he's going to be back, back for this game um, but even when he's been in the game, they haven't been pounding the ball with him. They've been trying to do it through the air. They've been trying to throw it with Derek Carr. They need, if they could just put the ball in his hands and run behind the offensive line, they can play up to its potential. I think they have a chance to win this game. But um, I think Miami is going to be pissed off. Um, I think it was Jarvis Landry that said before they lost 40 to zero to the Ravens, y'all stop doubting us.
2: I'll stop doubting right, us. <laughs>
0: Um, I think the Dolphins are way overrated.
2: I know they were four and two coming in this week. They're four and three now. I've got to go Raiders. Um, I don't love the Raiders, but I think they've got a little more going for them than the Dolphins do at this point.
3: Yeah. This is a hard game to pick. Honestly, all the, both of these games are hard to pick. I don't like any of these teams. All these teams are um, terrible. Yeah. Why are these yeah, a prime they're time games? Awful, <laughs> awful games. Um, so it's honestly a toss up to me. And if I was picking them on a neutral field, I'd pick the Raiders to win. And so I'm just going with the Raiders cause I feel better about it. Um we'll see i'll probably be wrong but that's my pick marshawn lynch coming back he's gonna run all over him Beat, Stomp man. and dominican sue he's gonna be mad does he have any cousins on
0: on the dolphins oh everybody's his cuz no. marshawn marshawn loves everybody all um, right guys all right that is going to wrap it up for the week Thanks so much for listening. Um, we will still produce a podcast next week. Uh, might come out on Monday, might come out on Tuesday. Sometime in the week, it'll come out. Um, as always, um, send us an email if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, thought about the po- thoughts about the pod. Send of our fathers at gmail.com. Leave a review on our podcast page on iTunes. And personally, uh, give me your money that you earned um, hard earned <laughs> money. Send it to my Venmo account, mark Coon dash two thanks guys go browns
2: go browns don't send him money
0: no one has i'm still no one said it no one sent me money i'm waiting for it though please